Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio, and thanks so much for listening to us today. It's going to be a good show. We've got Brian Stewart here today. He's the author of a new book. It's called the, uh, uh, let me get it here, Barron's Digital SAT Digital. I want to say this the right way. Barron's Digital SAT Study Guide Premium. Okay, it's all about the how to take and do well in study for the digital SATs, which is a different animal. And believe me, it's been a long time since I took the SATs. In my day, they were only called the SAs because the T hadn't been invented yet. And it's a long way to go for a bad joke. Okay, but it's been a long time. So Brian's going to be with us. He's the founder and president of BWS Education uh, Consulting, Inc. It's a tutoring and test prep company, and he's nationally recognized test prep expert. This is going to be a great show, okay? He actually got a uh, perfect score on the SAT. We're going to talk to him about that. He could have given me, okay, he got a 1,600. He could have given me 800 of the points and still got into any school he wanted. But we'll talk about that, okay, over the course of the next uh, 45 minutes or so with Brian. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. That's the home website of our American Consortium for Equity and Education, ace-ed.org. Everything we do over the, is over there, and everything we do is free. So please go read our new magazine, a new issue of the magazine, which is called Equity and Access. You'll see the cover. Just click on it, a beautiful issue this month. Okay, we, we put our uh, awards program, our excellent, it's in Equity Awards. There's an icon there. We ask you to nominate yourself, companies you work with, your colleagues, et cetera, et cetera. You'll see all the categories. All right, plus we have all the podcasts like this one over at ace-ed.org. And without further ado, with me blabbing here, it's Larry here. Good morning once again. Brian Stewart. Hi, Larry. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate the, the very nice intro. That was great. Uh, Thank you. Are you kidding me? You're welcome, man. I, got, I know you live in Columbus, Ohio. I'm just curious. Is there any kind of yeah. football program there that you know about? Oh, I, I just know. a little bit. Yeah. Is there one? Just, just oh, a slight... Slight interest in football around here. Uh, yeah, actually, my I have a uh, distant relative who played for Ohio State football, and he was a walk-on when you could still do that. And he actually went on to be a captain and uh, win the Rose Bowl. This is back in the 1920s, but <laughs> yeah, so, still take uh, Whoa, yeah, whoa. That, so, so, yeah. That, so that means that they will possibly, possibly build you a statue. Okay, in downtown park in Columbus. Would this correct? Would that be Who correct? knows? You never know. You never know. <laughs> yeah. You never know. Yep. Brian, tell tell us about your company, okay? BWS Education Consulting. And is that and let me just start it off by saying do you just work in the Ohio area or do you work all over the country? Yeah, we work primarily in person in Ohio, but then we work with students all over the country. Uh, we've tutored mm-hmm. students all over the United States, and uh, we have some international clients uh, with Ooh. online tutoring. That's made it really easy, easy yeah, to connect yeah. with people. And uh, yeah, so I've been doing this about 20 years, and uh, we mainly do ACT and SAT test preparation, and then also college essay advising as well. Yeah. And and by the way, it's B. I have it linked here, but it's B W S, like Brian. That's w. right. And, 
BWSeducationConsulting.com, everybody. BWSeducationConsulting.com. You're welcome. Okay. And, you know, I'm curious. I got to ask you this. Okay. And I'm, you know, how did you learn to do this? Well, what what are you? What's your background to learn how to to get kids? Yeah. It's it's an odd question, but I'm really curious because I could, I was a teacher, but I couldn't teach people how to take the SATs. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, so what I did was when I was in high school, I did quite well on the test uh, just when I was there. I just had a knack for doing it. Then I became a high school teacher and started doing some of the test preparation just as a side gig, and then it kept growing through word of mouth and eventually uh, decided to do it full time. So it was really a lot of trial and error, seeing what students need, um, and there may have been with uh, things that they missed in uh, in school, if they had certain gaps in their knowledge, grammar knowledge, math knowledge, and then trying to fill that in uh, through the tutoring. Yeah. Well, good for you, man. I, you know, and, and again, you. taking the SATs is a specialty. Okay, I I I, I did horrible, <laughs> and and I have to say, okay, and I want you to talk about this. They were not a good measure of the way I did in college. Okay, I did I did yeah. very well yeah. in college. But I did absolutely horrible on the SATs, okay. And mm-hmm. I'm and and I, I, you must hear that a lot, okay. And just is there? Oh, sure, a, yeah. What's the relationship between the two? And let me ask it a different way. I, we're going to get into the digital stuff in your new book, but but mm-hmm. why take the? Well, tell me about this. Well, why is this happening? Is that a yeah? You know, or, yeah, there definitely yeah, can be a, a disconnect. And I think the way to look at it is um, it can be a very useful metric for some students, uh, but maybe it's not uh, the best for others. So students I've worked with where it can be particularly helpful, I've had some students where they had uh, an extended illness, maybe for an entire semester, their grades dropped, and they just don't have the grades to show the college what they can do. And then if they can go and take the SAT, do well, and show that to colleges, that can just uh, get them out of uh, into a different level of recognition. Now, if you're if you have a student who has amazing grades, amazing extracurriculars, for someone like that, the test score wouldn't be as important. But for someone who may not have the opportunity to be as involved in extracurricular activities, who maybe had a bad semester, uh, goofed off, or uh, you know, in a class or something, it can be a great way to show that they're ready for college. Yeah. Good, good answer, good answer. And so, all right, I remember, and again, this is back as, I, as my standing joke, you know, it was, they were called the SAs then because the letter T uh-huh. hadn't been invented. It was so long ago, okay? <laughs> they were using, a, you yeah. know, cuneiform to do, to do the test. We had to answer it with oh, a little hammer on clay, okay? And, and a long time ago, but I remember, I still remember, okay, taking my little number two pencil or whatever, I think I did, got mm-hmm. that right, and we would go to – Go to like grew up in Philly. We'd go to a the specified place. All of us would check in. There'd be a proctor there, okay. And it was timed and all that sort of stuff, okay. Now, okay, and this is key. I, I guess they're still doing that to some extent, but now, okay, it, this is what we're talking about here. It's digital. It's it, it's all to, yeah, can you do it at yeah. home? How's, what's that mean? What's, what is, yeah, they uh, – so the College Board briefly tried uh, it, right when COVID hit uh, with the AP exams. They tried doing an at-home version of that, and it didn't go quite as well. Uh, so they were just trying to do something because students had prepared for these AP exams, and they wanted to give them an opportunity to do, yeah, uh, yeah. do the exam. 
Yeah, and so this will not be at home. Uh, this will be either administered at a school, and uh, you know like students can do it. Yeah, it can be done during the school day, or it will be administered on certain test huh. dates throughout the year, uh, and just at a at huh. a testing center. So yeah, a couple different options for students. Yeah. So you, maybe I got to ask you this. So you, so theoretically. If a kid wants to take a digital SAT, and I'll just make, maybe you can help me here. You set it up with your guidance counselor. I'll do it on uh, on next Thursday. Can you arrange for me to do it in your office, Mr. Smith? And they can take the digital oh. SAT there like that? Yeah. Well, some students uh, have already been doing that to some extent. If they have accommodations because they have, um, say, like ADHD, dyslexia, and they get to take the test over multiple days, they are already uh, setting up the test to do with their guidance counselor. But the flexibility of the digital SAT will be really nice where uh, schools will have that uh, freedom to say, all right, we're not going to take the entire day off to do the test for everybody. They could probably do that if they wanted, but they could say, all right, we're going to have this group of students do it this day, this other group of students do it another day. So perhaps it wouldn't be as disruptive for the school. So. I think when they design this, they're really trying to make it easier for it uh, to be implemented um, so students can have the opportunity to take it. Um, and I think a big part of that is just it's a shorter test as well, just taking a little over two hours instead of taking oh, most of a school day to complete. Oh, that's good. That's good. I like yeah. that right off the bat. Okay. So, yeah. so, so I have to ask this, okay, what's the difference in prep? All right, and this is what you're yeah. an expert on. Again, you're the author for that Barron's Digital Essay, Digital SAT Study Guide. Mm -hmm. uh, the, 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 is it a different test than if it wasn't digital? Why, why is the, uh, yes? Why yeah, why are we so, concerned about the word digital? Maybe that's what that's what I'm questioning. Sure. What's so yeah, the, there are a couple of major ways that it'll change the testing. One will be there are tools embedded in the testing program. Um, like something a lot of students I talk to like about this is they have a Desmos calculator. Um, so it's built in. If you forgot your calculator, no worries. Oh, you wow. have a really, a really wow. nice calculator built in. Uh, so there are also other tools like you can annotate text if you want. You can flag questions if you want. So I think part of the prep is getting students familiar with those online tools so they can use those. And another big thing that's different is the test is adaptive. So uh, that's something they wouldn't be able to do in a paper version of the test. But the way it works is you'll start off with a reading-writing section that's of about moderate difficulty. And depending on how you do on that, you then go to a harder level or you go to an easier level. So that is, that's a big change uh, in the way it's done. And that's why but they're how able does, how does that to help? do more. How does that help? A college, let me throw it on the other mm -hmm. side here. How does a college ascertain where, where that kid is? In other words, they get, did they get, a, mm -hmm. uh, I'll say, an 800 on an easier test than another kid who got a 600 on a much harder test? How's that all yeah. work out in the college yeah. admissions mind? Yeah. That's so cool. a big thing that College Board has been working on the past couple of years is showing through research that the scores from the current SAT, the paper one, would be equivalent to what, student, what students would have on the digital SAT. So the test would not be worthwhile to colleges if you had a test section that's, um, you know, a test score that didn't equate to the same score. So just to give you an example, uh, when I did 
uh, AP test grading back in the day. They <laughs> had a question uh, with an essay that asked about South Asia. And a lot of students thought Vietnam was part of South Asia. And so students bombed that. They wanted to look more the way the, they were defining it for the test was looking at the Indian subcontinent. So what happened mm -hmm. was the curve for that question was massively adjusted and you could do uh, a lot worse and still have a really good score. And that's a similar thing what they do with the SAT. They do a process called equating where they look at how students perform and they adjust the curve a little bit to see how, uh, you know, see how difficult the test is. And if you happen to have a tougher test that day, then often the curve becomes more generous. And if it's a little easier, maybe the curve is not as generous. Yeah, so they, they, they evaluate that on the well, back end. And that's part of the reason it takes a little time to get the scores back to make sure that everything is, uh, is equal there. Yeah, I'm, 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 glad, I'm glad they're doing all this, and I did not know they were doing all this. This is very interesting, and I must ask this, and we, we all know this next statement, some high schools are better than others, okay? Some high schools That's are much sure. well-resourced. Yeah. Well, well yep. how, how do the SATs take that into consideration? Uh, you know, well, you know, we're, we're talking about equity right across the board. You don't want kids to be denied a good college because – they didn't have the chance in high school, but they have all the brains to do well at a at a Harvard or a Yale or a Brown or a Williams or whatever. Not, and that's exactly I'm, I, I live on the East to... Coast, so I'm using the East Coast oh, yeah. schools. So there's there's good yeah, ones in the South and the West too. Let me make that point. But go ahead. Okay. Yeah. How how do they measure um, that? So I think a big thing they're trying to do is to identify those students who maybe have aptitude with grammar, with reading, with math, but maybe even if they didn't have the most, uh, like the, the best instructional opportunities, maybe they didn't have AP classes, IB classes, they could still do well. So what you notice in the test design is they don't have a lot of uh, obscure concepts that you would have to memorize. And sometimes when I've seen students who go to like a really um, selective private school, they sometimes overthink questions because they look mm -hmm. at it and say, yeah. well, yeah. I, you know, I go to XYZ school. I should know how to do this when what they really need to do is figure it out, look yeah. at what's given to them, make sense of it. So there's a big emphasis on math like Algebra 1, Algebra 2. There's no calculus on there. Not every school has calculus. They have uh, shorter reading passages from a wide variety of genres. You don't have to have any specific background knowledge on the topics. So, uh, yeah, it gives students who may have that ability the opportunity to show what they can do. Um, so I, I am, I'll put it this way, when I prepared students in the past for <clears throat> a couple different versions of the SAT, they had questions that were more uh, you know, like logic puzzles and, you know, mm -hmm. there, there's, there was a guessing penalty. So you had to think, okay, do you yeah. guess on questions or not? Yeah. So you had to big conversation about that. So they've, they've streamlined it so they don't have a lot of those things that, you know, if you had access to, um, you know, tutoring, test prep that you would know, and if you didn't have access to it, you'd be in trouble. So it's a much cleaner, more straightforward test uh, in its current form. So, and, yeah. and I, I, I'm asking you a million questions. I want to get into your book and all that stuff, but I have to ask you this. Yeah. In this day and age, okay, 
every kid knows all the resources that are available to them on the Internet or a library mm-hmm. or whatever. All right. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we used to take a test and they'd say, clear your desk. Okay, but my standing joke is no company has ever said to their marketing director, I need a new marketing plan, clear your desk. Okay, we want people (laughs) to use all the resources, okay, that they can to come up with the right answer. Mm -hmm. And when when you're when you're on the digital test, obviously, you're on a you're on a computer. All right. And can you access resources to help you answer the question, which might be an odd question from my part, but I I think it's important to understand that. How does that work? They're on a computer. Yeah. Yeah. So one nice feature of the test, let's say someone has forgotten geometry formulas, trigonometry formulas. There's a built in formula sheet throughout the math that students can click on uh, to memorize, to look up formulas they may have forgotten. So that's, that's a really good. nice resource. That's and great. fortunately, yeah, the, the questions are designed so the information you need is right there. Like uh, a popular type of question that I, I think is really cool will be questions about determining the appropriate evidence for a claim. So it, it would be something like here is a study, like the summary of a study that these researchers have done, and they claim that uh, you know, this scientific result and what would – so then the question would be, what would support this claim? What would hurt this claim? Mm-hmm. And so students have to think about, okay, well, yeah. evidence here. Good. I need Good. to figure out what would support it. And so it's not like the answer would be in a particular resource. It's more like the thought process of, of figuring that out, which, let's face it, there's so much information out there. Being able to figure out what information is you know, useful is based on uh, facts and what things could hurt. Uh, certain claims is going to be such a good skill for students to have in this day and age. Yeah. You know, it, 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 obviously the world is changing, okay, and we've got to keep up with this. Are there still paper SATs? Yeah. So do they, they still some, exist? Yeah. So this year, for students in the United States, they will still be able to do the current paper form of the SAT. And then uh, international students are already doing the digital format. And then next year, starting in March, it will transition to digital for everybody unless you have a specific accommodation, which uh, would be pretty rare to get where you would get to take a paper-based version. So if someone has some learning situation or medical situation where they can't do it on the computer, uh, then they would be able to take a paper version of the test. And since it wouldn't be adaptive, it would be a little longer uh, for those students. But, yeah, they would have that opportunity if they need to. And I remember they. I think they the the proctor in my day had a whole box of sharpened number two pencils or those big black pencils yeah. that were that were perfect. Mm-hmm. But but is, is who's responsible for bringing the computer and and make and get, that's the tool you need. So is there a testing center? Yeah. Does the school have to provide forty five for whatever computers or do the kids bring their own or what? What how's, how's that? Yeah. Work? Yeah. So so. What would be ideal is if students can bring a computer they have. A, a lot of students now don't even have textbooks. They'll have like a Chromebook or they'll have a tablet yeah. that they use for their textbooks. And I'm envious of them. I used to have a giant backpack and carry around my textbooks <laughs> and probably got a little hunched from all that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, this uh, now a, a lot of students just use those. And so if they have that available, they can. Um, now, what College Board is currently doing is if you don't have access 
to a computer yourself, if you request it when you set up your registration, then they'll get you one. Um, wow. Because, yeah, so, and they're, they've been able to do that at international testing centers where, uh, you know, a lot of students right now are taking it in India and other countries. And, um, sure. you know, so they're, they're either bringing their own computers uh, or there's one provided to them. So I, I'll be interested to see if they make that even easier for students here in the United States, uh, you know, when it rolls out, if maybe um, it might be possible for there to be some computers ready in case someone forgot or, or, or what have you. But Yeah, or uh, that, somebody's computer breaks down. Yeah, I mean, it happens. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Something like that happens. And if the power goes out, uh, something yeah. like that, then the program is such that it will remember where the student was. Um, but what students can do, if they have a Chromebook or you know, iPad or whatever, they can download the Blue Book app in, uh, ahead of the testing, and then, then they're all ready to go. They go in, and then the proctor will um, you know, start it for them and get it going, and then uh, they don't have to fill out all those papers ahead of time, and the proctor doesn't have to collect all these booklets, and we don't have to worry about yeah. Will the booklet get released on the Internet ahead of time or anything like that? So I think it will ultimately be a more secure setup. But I, I do, do think it would be nice if they did make it so more students could have access to it, if they did have um, a technical glitch or maybe forgot their computer. So we'll, we'll see what happens in the coming months with that. Yeah. And, 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 and then here's the next question, okay? A lot of colleges, okay, are mm -hmm. dropping the SATs, and you certainly know this, Brian, Okay. Um, why should it, why should they? Look, what's going on with the SATs? You, you're a tutor. Absolutely, okay? yeah. You deal with this all the time. What's going on? Are, are, how's it affect? I'll ask it this way, and it's the same question. How's it affect your business? Okay, you don't have to answer sure, that with numbers sure. or anything, but I'm just curious. Okay, you know, there's a change afoot, and I don't know how mm -hmm. deep it is. Okay, but you do. Talk, talk about that. What's going yeah. on? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So just the landscape of testing right now, uh, if you look at most colleges, about 96, 97% of colleges in the U.S. will accept the SAT or ACT if you oh. turn them in. Uh, so oh, wow. there are know. a handful. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So it's actually, you know, there's an important distinction between. Yeah. Yeah. It's like there's test blind. That's Those would be the schools that don't look at the scores. And we have about half of them are in California, and then there are some uh, liberal arts schools sprinkled throughout the country where we see it, but just to generalize, you have a lot in California with that, and, um, you know, sort of throughout the country, it's different. Now, if you look at some different states, like uh, Florida, for example, you, if you want to go to one of the, the Florida state universities, they require the test. Other schools like MIT, Purdue, Georgetown, some of the military academies, they also require the test. So you need to look at huh. the particular okay. school. And um, it, it's like, I, I like to put it this way, where let's, it, there are a lot of things that are optional when you apply to college. It is optional to have letters of recommendation. It's optional to have a detailed list of extracurricular activities. The college would be more than happy to accept your application fee. But <laughs> something that else that's been going on is – the colleges have become much more selective, especially you look at uh, like Ivy Leagues, uh, the admissions rates are in the single digits now. Um, so you may have something that's quote unquote optional, but is it really? 
Uh, and it, it'd be almost like if you applied for a loan and you did so without a credit score, you might still, they might be happy to look at your application, but it just makes it easier for the college to know that you're ready to do the work. Um, because one of the other factors the colleges need to look at, grades, there's been substantial grade inflation uh, in recent years. So what does an A yeah, mean? Yeah. Good point. Um, Good point. We have, you know, the college essay uh, where um, I, I've had uh, colleagues where they have been approached like to by parents, hey, could you write the essay on behalf of my, my kid? And fortunately, <laughs> they, they've said no. But that's a concern where there's not a check against that. So the test gives a way that's kind of a, a level playing field and students who may not have access to some of these other opportunities uh, can really show what they can do. So, um, and another thing with that, a lot of places give some substantial merit scholarships based on test performance. Uh, so if you look at uh, some places that give national merit, scholarships, you can get a full ride plus a stipend at some places. Um, and if you look at uh, a lot of the Florida schools, they have something called the Bright Future Scholarships, where you can uh, get all your tuition and most of your fees paid for if you get a 1340 on the SAT uh, for this coming year. So um, yeah, it can be a great way to show you're ready, uh, just another credential. Uh, and then it can help save money in terms of tuition, even getting out of introductory courses as well that can help with that too. Oh, yeah. really? Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some, where were, where, yeah, where were you? Will, where were you when I graduated high school? Oh, okay. So, that would have helped. Yeah, you know, yeah, if you can save uh, a semester of tuition by getting out of the introductory English, introductory math because of your test score, then that's, uh, that's really helpful. So, I tell well, it's, only you know, help, it's helpful for yeah. so many reasons, but it's helpful economically right off the bat. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. College. I mean, it's is, unbelievable. Is, uh, it's not cheap. <laughs> it's, yeah. No, it, it is not. It is not. And let me ask you this: with all these options, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and maybe you answered this, but I know you gave a number. What percentage of kids? I mean, I don't know if you know this. Are, that go to college are taking the SATs these days? Is it up in the? That's 90s? a great question. Okay. Yeah. So what? What I do know, uh, the College Board is pretty transparent. The colleges themselves have not been as transparent in showing exactly I'm shocked. You know, how I'm many. Shocked. Yeah, so you yeah. Know, we do know that this past year uh, there were 1.7 million students who took the SAT. So that's, that's a good, wow. good uh, number. Um, wow. You know, we're students a lot. Yeah, so you have a lot of people that are able to do it. And uh, I think you really don't have anything to lose by trying it because in talking to admissions officials, if you can score the 25th percentile or above for students who are admitted, uh, then it's worthwhile to submit your scores because then they know you're not uh, you know, deciding not to send it in uh, because it didn't go as well. So, uh, yeah, it's really like you take it. If it goes well, it can only help you. And then uh, if it doesn't go as well, then, uh, then that's okay. You know, you don't have to there's, turn it in for a thing. lot of the optional schools. Yeah. yeah, I was just going to say there's other things they measure, which is very, very mm -hmm. key. Okay, but yeah. this, but this is yeah. pretty good. You know, I have to ask, and again, I know you don't work for the SATs, but if you take yeah. the if you take the test and you do lousy in it like I did, 
Okay, mm-hmm. the first time. Can can you say I don't want that that submitted to the school? I want to take it again. Oh yeah. Is, uh, yeah, is it automatically so. submitted to the school, or do you have the only? How's that work? You can you have the option. So some students want to show that they're interested in schools by when they uh, sign up for the SAT, they can have it sent to certain colleges if they like, and the mm-hmm. uh, College Board will do that free of charge for several schools. And let's say. Uh, you want to wait and see how it goes, then then definitely you can wait on it. Uh, and a couple things that can help. Sometimes the colleges will let you verify your scores after you've been admitted. So you can say what it is on your application, and then they just need to check it once you've gotten in, make sure you weren't making it up. Um, and then also something that's a little different uh, nowadays is something called super scoring, where you can take the best score you have from each part of the test and then put that together. So let's say you took the, the test and you bombed the reading but did really well in the math, and you have that math score set, and you can take it again and focus a little bit more on the reading writing and then put those together. Now, you don't want wow. to just blow off the other section, yeah, but that, that creates a little less pressure, more opportunities for students to, to demonstrate what they can do. Yeah, my yeah. standard joke used to be I got a, a 1,700 in the boards, but that's if you add up all the times I took it, all the scores. Oh, I got <laughs> right. you. I got you. Yeah, you know, I, I, I didn't get yeah. a 1,700, by the way. I, I just want to make sure everybody understands that I did terrible in these things, which brings me to my next question, okay? I did horrible the first time I took the test, absolutely horrible. It was mm-hmm. beyond belief. I think they gave you 200 for writing your name, and I think I got a 204. Okay, and uh, I'm not sure I even spelled my name right on that thing. Okay, and um, my question is, the next time I took it, I was very nervous, okay, and with yeah. a test, a test anxiety. And, again, I'm, not, I'm, a, I'm yeah. not good on that kind of a test, and I'm not the only one who's not good on that kind of a test. Okay, for kids sure. who have test anxiety, and you must deal with this all the time, okay, as a tutor, yeah. what are the tips to help kids – understand this stuff oh sure so yeah i I think you know a a big thing uh is you can try to think about what's the worst case scenario here with this so a lot of students can be okay what where would i be able to get in with the scores that i have how do the other Hmm. parts of my application look so sometimes you look at the worst case scenario and realize it's not that bad i can get in a lot of places Uh, i think also you look at the the test score is, is such an easy thing to measure. It's like going to the doctor and, like, what's your temperature? But the, getting your temperature <laughs> doesn't tell us everything about your health. What if you have yeah, a perfectly yeah, but, fine but temperature? But the difference is, was it oral yeah. or rectal? That's the question. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's yeah. the difference in the testing, okay? That's the yeah. anxiety yeah. question. Is it oral or rectal? Yeah. So, yeah, go ahead. Maybe another example um, would work. Go ahead, yeah. I'm only yeah, kidding so you. I think, Let's talk blood pressure. Blood pressure is less invasive. You know, absolutely. Yeah. So you you have the the blood pressure. Yeah. yeah. And so you have that measure and that that just gives you one piece of the the puzzle as to someone's health. And that's what the testing is like. You have the the score, but then let's look at other parts of the application. And often students who are anxious about the test uh, tell themselves, well, this is the one thing keeping me from getting into the college. It's uh, just the one uh, sort of black eye that I have. And then it's like, well, everything else is really good, so this isn't as important for you. It would be more important if you didn't have uh, the grades, if you didn't have the extracurriculars. So 
it's just one part of the application. And I think one of the best things students can do is just make their practice as realistic as possible to try practice tests under the time conditions. Uh, in the same way people do with other high performance endeavors, whether it's for a play or dance or music or sports, or sports? you want to yeah. make, yeah, you, you just, if you're doing your free throws and you get thrown off by a lot of people yelling uh, while you're doing them, then you, you'd want to practice with that sort of uh, stimuli around you so you're ready for the real thing. So I think making the practice as realistic as possible and then, uh, I think students can start early, like don't wait until it's sort of like, I only have one chance to do this. Uh, you know, I, I had a student where he was in the New York area and wasn't able to take the SAT, ACT until right before he needed to apply because everything was shut down because of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. That was a pretty stressful situation for him. So uh, fortunately, students can take it early, take it often, uh, and plenty of chances to do that, which, which can help as well. Yeah. Tell us about your book. Tell us about your book. Yeah, that, so oh, let me say I, the name. Let me say the name. It, it, it's um, Barron's Digital SAT Study Guide Premium 2024. Okay. Tell yeah. us about your book. Absolutely. So I think with the new digital SAT, uh, there, when, when we have a transition to a new test like this, there aren't a lot of prep materials out there. Um, so there are books put out by or there are a few tests put out by college board uh but for students who really want to dive in and get tailored practice want to uh get help reviewing math concepts grammar trying the different question types um, i think this will be a really great resource for them um, it's what i'm going to use with all my tutoring students and my company we're going to use uh because it has over 1800 practice questions with it so you know, it's not like someone would need to do all those practice questions, but whatever they need help on, there will be plenty of material and strategies that they can use to focus on those areas where they need the most help. And we have an extensive um, online resource with the test. So you have it on paper, of course, uh, but then also there's an extensive online resource where students can practice the same sort of format they'd have great, on great. the actual digital SAT. And um, I, uh, made a, a strategy guide also on the online resources that's aligned with those college board tests where let's say you've taken one of the official tests and you had some trouble with it. I have review and strategies that are geared towards the tough questions that you may have seen just in that test. So I'm hopeful students will, will find it helpful. It was, it's been a lot of work getting it together, a lot of early mornings, late nights uh, getting it together, but uh, uh, yeah. I, I think students will find it useful. Yeah. Of course they'll find it useful. Are you kidding? And, and I mean, it's important. <laughs> you know, there's another thing, and we, we talk to a lot of teachers here when we're, when we're doing our show, a lot of counselors, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. This is the kind of thing that, that kids need to know about, and schools need to understand that this is out there. Because if they can help yeah. their kids do better on the SATs, it reflects so well, okay, on how the school helps the kids. It's that simple. All right, yeah. and that that's yeah, that's a good definitely. thing, and uh, you know it's just it's just so important. Good, the book will be out this summer, right? Well, we're in summer. When, when is yeah, book it's coming out August first, yeah. and um, I think it's at a very good price point. Since I mean, if you want to get it on the Kindle, it's only thirteen bucks. It's like in the thirties on uh, paper paper version, and if you want a free preview, because you know we understand uh, things can be expensive for for a lot of students, you can go 
to barronsedu.com, and we have a free practice test book that you can do. Uh, it's called Preview, uh, Digital SAT Preview. So um, I'll, yeah, I'll put a link up download here that. so they can see that. I have yeah. a link up here. I'll, I'll yeah. put the link up here so they can see it. Okay? Oh. This is yeah. great. Brian, yeah. you're doing good work, man. Get these kids into school. Thank you. You know, that's, this trying. is a lot of fun. I really appreciate you being here, man. This is great. Yeah, it was really a lot of fun, yeah. So, well, thank you. Thank you, you a lot. Have, you, you, believe me, my pleasure, okay? It was absolutely excellent. You have a great day. Enjoy Columbus. Okay. Goodbye, Columbus. As well, we like do, yeah. <laughs> Thanks a Okay, lot. it's a good town. Okay, go. thank you. Thanks, Brian. All right, thanks a lot. Take oh, care. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Wow, Bye-bye. what a good guy, okay? That's terrific. Oh, thanks. All right. Oh, you're still there. Okay. And just hung up on him accidentally. Brian, if you're listening, thank you. Okay, Brian W. Stewart. And by the way, it's bwseducationconsulting.com. And I'll say it again, www.baronsedu.com slash digital dash S-A-T. Okay, but I'll link it up here in just a minute. Okay, we're going to archive the show at ace-ed.org. Share it. This is good stuff. Barron's Digital SAT Study Guide. Okay, premium by our guest, Brian Stewart. Everybody, thanks for listening. Have a great day. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.